Well, if you remember back to our conversation with Alex Graham from CKLG Accountants last month, we talked about capturing income and expenses in accounting software and then the accountants making accounting adjustments so that the management have up-to-date decisions from which to make their decisions. Uh, information for shareholders and for the bank. Well, today we're talking about how other people fiddle around with the accounts too, making tax adjustments. And Sarah Tucker, who is a tax expert from CKLG Accountants, joins me on the line. Sarah, very good morning to you as always. Good morning, Neil. Lovely. Thanks for joining me. Um, I mean, I, I, I probably made it a bit unkind the way, but it is. There's, there's always some more adjustments that can be made, can't they? I mean, th- th- there's ways of saving money, not just left and right type stuff. That's exactly right, Neil. And actually taking it back um, to a very basic level, it might sound hugely obvious, but you know, make sure you do claim all those eligible business expenses that you're regularly incurring running your business. You'd actually be quite surprised that when we have discussions with our clients, um, we often just sort of trigger things in their mind. Um, For example, a director might have incurred um, some expenses personally that are business related and forgotten to put an expense claim in. Um, And also in this sort of of philanthropic world that we're living in, um, you know, us at CKOG are allowed to go and do or give give some time um, to charity. Obviously, our salary is fully deductible um, and we regularly make gifts to local charities, um, donations to local charities. Um, they're all tax deductible. Um, don't forget, you know, you're getting a warm, fuzzy feeling from doing yeah. that, but they're also giving you a tax break. Um, so, yeah, no, do make sure you sort of capture everything. And and don't forget, you know, there's two heads really to your expenses. You've got revenue items and you've got capital items. Um, now, revenue, are, revenue costs are your day-to-day running expenses that you're incurring all the while so insurances rent um the cost of all the goods that you're then selling on um but your capital items are items that you're employing in your business long term so whether you're having to buy plant machinery you're maybe introducing an electric car scheme for your employees and there's a myriad of capital allowances out there that you can claim and at the moment they're pretty generous we have the super deduction at 130 percent up to 31st of march 2023 um, and now we've got full expenses um, full expensing um, but in all of that we've still got um, the annual investment allowance which gives you 100% tax relief for capital items that you're buying of up to a million pound. You just have to be a little bit careful um, in terms of um, which head you're claiming under for capital allowances because don't forget the corporation tax rate has gone, has moved from 19% to probably 26.5% yeah. if you're paying in the margin. That's where your taxable profit exceeds 50,000. And what we're finding is the definition of associated companies um, is actually so vast that nine times out of 10, a lot of our clients are actually paying. They talk about this 25% rate, but actually it's 26.5. So what you want to do is just make sure your expenses, whether they be revenue or whether they be the capital, you know, make sure you're 
getting the most out of your corporation tax relief. Indeed, indeed. Now, one of the things that's on the sort of list you sent through was, was pre-trading costs. Now, I, I think this applies to me. Back in the day when I very first started, I was doing a multitude of, of things to, uh, to, to run a business. I was doing IT support. One of the things I was also doing was the occasional bit of nightclub DJing. And my accountant turned around at the time and said, well, whose records and things do you? Because this was the days of records, not CDs. And Well, they were CDs. And I said, well, mine. She said, well, come up with a value. And I thought, you're kidding me. But I was allowed to offset the cost of those records. She said, give me a value, add it up. And that's yeah. the sort of, I never realised that. So that's true for so many people, isn't it? It is, absolutely. And you can go back seven years prior to the date that you start your business. Um, You just have to be a little bit careful where you are operating with a company because you have to be able to demonstrate that those costs that you did incur all those years ago um, are reasonable and are necessary for your trade. Um, The same employs, the same applies to sole traders and partnerships as well. Um, But yes, again, we have that same revenue versus capital distinction. Let's look back seven years. um, And if they are... If, if their expenses that they were wholly and um, exclusively incurred um, in setting up your business, you know, let, let's face it, you know, we all have this dream of sort of maybe having running our own business, and you start to put the wheels in motion, um, and you know, the last thing sometimes you think about doing is crikey, keeping all those receipts yeah. and and uh, and details. And in fact, I'm helping a friend at the moment; he's retired from teaching, um, and um, he's setting up. He's called his business. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug it. He's up in with them. It's it's called Wally's Bright Ideas, um, and he's making um, these phenomenal lamps um, out of metalwork, glassware, and they're terrific. They they're really incredible. So at the moment, I'm helping him, and he's he won't mind me saying it. Hopeless with paperwork, but trying to get him to um, keep a record of everything. All he wants to do is be fiddling and making these lamps. Um, But that's his passion, and I'm trying to get him to capture all this expenses. You know, he hasn't really gone live yet but it, it's on its way fascinating we'll look out for him i'll tell you we'll get him on the program we'll He's, chat about yeah. that definitely definitely <laughs> all right now, now also there's there's the way you pay yourself in it but whether you pay yourself a salary or whether you do dividends now i mean a lot of businesses it's it's quite tax efficient to do the dividend thing but when the when the covid reliefs were out a lot of people paying themselves that way got nothing did they or very little it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's the risk of the strategy that you adopt when yeah. you're um, arranging your, your remuneration planning. Um, we are still seeing and it is still tax effective um, to have the minimum salary and uh, then topping up with dividends, um, because even though we had a slight increase in the dividend tax rate, um, it's still tax effective. There's still tax savings to be made. But of course, one th- the flip side now with the corporation tax increase is that you are getting um, tax relief for the amount of salary you pay, but you obviously don't for dividends because dividends are paid out of post-tax profits um so but saying that we are still seeing um as it was before a smaller salary and larger dividends um what we are seeing actually um more is um salary sacrifice arrangements so people um or, or people arranging for additional pension contributions to be paid out of gross salary that's saving national insurance for the employer corporation tax income tax for the individual, national insurance for the individual as well. So for a basic rate taxpayer, you know, you're looking at getting 32% plus tax relief on pension, your pension contributions um, for an employer, 26.5 plus national insurance at 14% or so. That's actually not, you know, it's worth having. 
Um, and the electric car as well. You know, we're seeing salary sacrifice arrangements around electric cars where you're giving up salary. You're effectively then paying the lease. It's a, a benefiting kind on the car. It's a small benefiting kind. But the company gets 100%, 100% tax deduction for the cost of that electric car. And they're expensive. Yes, they are. They are indeed. Mm. All right. And let's talk about tax reliefs as well, because Cambridge is a, an area that's, that's strong with R&D, isn't it? There's always new things, new ideas, new systems being invented. And I mean, I've, I've worked with people who have been very pleasantly surprised by R&D tax credit reliefs and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're eligible, if your business is involved in, um, you know, we have a lot of science, technology stuff going on in Cambridge, as you say, um, innovative projects, um, then um, you can get an extra deduction, an enhanced deduction on on top of the cost that you're incurring um, in, on your project. Um, that's R&D, um, research and development tax relief. Um, but we've also got patent box and creative industries relief. Now, we've got a lot of youngsters out there that mm. are obsessed with gaming. We've got people um, in, in, people creating all these uh, magical games as well that keep everybody hooked. Um, and again, you know, the, the patent box and the creative industries relief um, do attract a lower corporation tax rate. So rather than paying at 26.5%, you're paying at, at, at a lower rate. It's a very, very, very specialised area. Um, so you certainly would need to speak to um, your accountant or, yeah. or us to help you make those claims. Um, but yes, it, it is something that it we is worth it, with. Yeah, it's worth doing. Certainly, or it certainly it seems is. to be. It's been, it can be quite lucrative, yeah. can't it? Quite a good old chunk back. Uh, can. What about those people who don't make too much money? What about losses? Because you know, when you're starting a business in particular, probably you know, you know everyone says, "Well, it's going to take you two to three years to get going." So, what about those mm. early years losses? That's exactly right, and especially if you're then incorporating those pre-trading expenses that we talked yes. about earlier. Um, more often than not, you do see losses in the early years of a business. Um, and again, whether you, if you operate as a sole trader, you have different loss reliefs available to you than if you operate as a company. Now, we are focusing on companies in this session. Otherwise, um, you know, we're, we're following on from certainly Alex's Alex's domain here. But if you are a company and you're realising and you've realised a loss, um, you can carry forward that loss and offset it again future profits realised from the same trade um, or if it's in a subsequent year um, and you have had a year that you've made a profit you can carry back a year um, that there were extended loss relief deadlines under COVID to help smooth the smooth the sort of rough um, but we are now back to the carry forward or one year carry back but again if you can go back one year and generate a tax refund it's a boost for your business yeah yeah so you paying it out doesn't it finally on yeah, your list that you get, what's the enterprise investment scheme how would that apply now that is encouraging um people to invest in your business um you have to have a qualifying um, you have to be carrying out a qualifying trade. You have to apply in advance to HMRC for approval. Um, but again, in Cambridge, we've got a lot of philanthropic people out there that want to invest um, in new companies, new startups. They had helped maybe many years ago. They want to do the same. Um, and it's really lovely they want to do that. Um, but if, if you can then set if you can encourage um, investors to subscribe for your sh shares in your company um in exchange for very generous tax reliefs um then you, you've got some added working capital to to help you along your way um the tax relief that the investors get are for example enterprise investment scheme it's a 30 percent income tax relief you can postpone 
any capital gain um, into an investment of um, an enterprise investment scheme. Um, so you could realize a, a profit on a buy-to-let house, which maybe isn't so lucrative, and defer that gain into an enterprise investment scheme investment. Um, so they're very tax effective um, for the investor. And also, if you hold these unquoted shares for longer than two years, then they could qualify for inheritance tax reliefs. Um, so all in all, they're quite attractive for investors, but also very welcome um, for new business owners that are trying to raise capital. Well, there you go. Lots to be getting your head around. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be replaying the podcast of this a dozen times. All I would say, far easier to actually just get on the blower to your accountant or people like CKLG, run this, get them to you know, run it all past them because the, a lot of this is just going to go straight over your heads. And what you really want to do is make sure you get the right advice at the right time. Sarah, now I understand what it is you do. You understand all this. Goodness me. <laughs> and how long have I known you now? I know. It's been a while. It's like, goodness me, she's good at this, isn't she? So, Sarah Tucker from CKLG Accountants, thanks so much for joining me again today. Not at all.